Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by another one of the Dudley boys, Michael Sidgwick. Mm. Look uh, ahead to this weekend's episode of AEW Collision. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Cool Dressing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, mm. where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Collision, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a pretty good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to AW Collision this weekend. It was good while it lasted where they actually advertised more than two things on a Friday, but uh, we're just stuck with the two for now. So before we dive into uh, the pre-announced matches... I want to circle back to something we actually spoke a little bit about on the uh, on the Dynamite review this week because everyone was kind of talking about it on social media last night, and that is the future of ROH. Now, obviously, we're never going to sit here and campaign for the end of a, oh. a, a <laughs> an organization that you know uh, has been a brilliant uh, showcasing of uh, the Athena uh, Billy Stark storyline. I know um, they could do it in Dynamite. Hamlet. They should do it on Dynamite. Has been Athena should be a big national television yeah. star, international TV star, with the biggest exposure possible. I hate passionately that like justification for ROH's existence. Mm. Carry on. You might have uh, I might have answered the question before you ask it. Well, I just what are we doing here, basically? Because Samoa Joe surrenders the ROH TV title to say that he wants to fight for the world title in AEW, a title that he's already fought for whilst being TV champion, a title that is held by someone who holds an ROH championship as well, and in the immediate aftermath of a title defense. Now, I understand the argument of, well, you can't really have, it's losing upwards. It's stuff we always complain about in the Fed in terms of, you can't really have Joe lose to Keith Lee and then immediately go, I want a title shot of the world title on, on AEW. Yes, that doesn't really work. But surely there was a better way of doing this without completely devaluing the TV title, which he'd built, built up so well in terms of being a record-breaking holder of it, and reinforcing this, uh, our ROH doesn't really matter. Like, the Hongbooks will hold the, the trio's titles, and we'll put them on some posters, but... Did it feel like anything? Mm. Did, it f- did it feel like, the, oh, the Elite are back? They've won the ROH World Trio's titles. This should end. I'm going to square off a few things, because I tweeted yesterday this exact sentiment. Mm. Can we just do away with the charade that is Ring of Honor, right? And 
you, what's the rule of the internet? Is it rule 43? There's a pawn for everything? 34, I believe. Off How top would you, of my head. All right, okay. <clears throat> the, the rule for fan bases is that there is a fan base for everything. You know, I myself have mega fans. Yeah. And I love you all. And I appreciate you all. <laughs> and maybe I don't say that enough, but I never, never take you for granted. Oh, no. Everything has a fandom, even Tony Khan's Ring of Honor, inexplicably. It was a lot worse in 2022 when the feeling was that he was trying to use um, AEW television as a cat flap um, to get ROH TV deal. Warner apparently just had no interest in that, didn't sense any value in the brand. CW did. CW did. Um, apparently he was holding out for uh, when AEW's TV rights came along to have more influence on that sort of thing just to cover off that. Yeah. Before I go into a stream of consciousness for five minutes, then you can just put your feet up, Adam Wilborn. And uh, let's talk specifically first about the Joe Keith Lee abdicating the title. Yes. Which is now in a state of abeyance. Remember when WWE loved that word? <laughs> yeah. It's in a state of abeyance. Right. The easiest solution to everything is ROH doesn't exist in Tony Khan's universe in the first place, and you don't have to do this right. You know what the easiest solution would have been? No one of any renown would have cared, potentially even notice, is just have or, uh, just have Samoa Joe not defend it. Pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. When was the last time Samoa Joe... Can you imagine, like, the outcry where Samoa Joe not to defend the ROH world title? So few people care about, talk about, watch, stick around for Ring of Honor at the physical tapings that no one would have cared, right? So that's one thing. They could have just done that. Um, I, I, It's the ultimate straw man, I, I thought, online of, oh, would you have some more Joe do a job then, would you? It's like, no. <laughs> I would just not have had him lose it in the first place until he's either won the AEW title or lost um, the chance to do so against MJF. Those are the two things that are going to happen. Why is it so important that Samoa Joe doesn't have the ROH TV title before doing whatever he does with MGF, which is how much have we, how long's left of the year? What, 46 days? 45, 45 days? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. And, like, at the very latest, I would suspect. Joe's going to have the title or have lost the opportunity to contend for the title by the end of the year. Oh, no. You need 30 days, otherwise you're stripped of the title, right? That's never happened. No one would, would anyone notice, or if they did notice, care if ROH just didn't, if Joe just carried it around and didn't defend it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's all just a shambles. Like, the amount of work that goes into ROH for such little reward is... Uh, it just feels like the biggest waste of time. I said from day one, and I've said this so often that people will be bored, right? There's a match on air collision I'm really looking forward to, by the way. So you're doing a face. Shabbat, last ten defender the pure title on the 16th of September. Right, okay. Has anyone made a discourse of that? Have you gone on X and seen a big outcry about Shabbat not defending that title. When was the last time he defended it? Or he should be stripped of it or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Has anyone done that? No. No. And the last time he defended it before that was over 30 days prior. Cool. Sorry. I said all along, 
all along. The problem with the ROH purchase was multifarious. Mm. One, with Rampage, that was enough for me. Three hours a week was enough for me in the first place. And then ROH, right, okay. That was, you're just going to stretch Tony Khan further. And guess what? He's gone Tony Khan, <laughs> Battle Royale, Babyface, Supergroup. You've stretched, Tony Khan has stretched himself so much that now he has a finite number of booking tropes slash devices, and they are now being um, regurgitated so often that they're reaching parody levels, right? Yeah. That itself is always going to be a problem. It consumes a lot of his time. That was going to be a problem. I've used the example of NXT in WWE main roster. NXT was so... It didn't feel like one in 2019, but it certainly did in 2013, 14, yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah. It felt... Like, such an alternative to WWE with the, the personnel, the ring style, the fact that it, it was a less focus on daft, Vincian comedy. Like, they really wanted to, to focus on the in-ring, the feel-good storytelling. Yeah. With the rises of Bailey, American Alpha, um, Enzo and Cass. Mm. Um, it just DIY felt like the nice promotion that emphasized state-of-the-art professional wrestling with wrestlers that Vince McMahon wouldn't, and in fact, it turned out, didn't want to book. <laughs> yes. Okay? This version of NXT was so different at the time, felt so different at the time, that it did nothing less than save the very fandom of Michael Hamflip. Yes. He was gone. G double O double N double E gone in twenty fourteen. He was just he was despairing at how oppressive the creative was. The B plus player stuff, the best for business, the fact that they'd created this meta stable, the authority, and then as the heel and then thought, oh, no, we're, we're correct. Let's bury Brian and Sting and everyone. Let's end up feuding with Roman Reigns, Office Project. <laughs> what? <laughs> NXT saved the biggest WWE fan I've ever met, mm -hmm. saved his fandom, right? That's how different it was and fresh and nice and warm and good and positive and different. AEW's entire ethos from day one, Buffet. That's Cody Rhodes' words, not mine. Mm -hmm. It is the buffet. It is. You want blood-stained brawling, you've got John Moxley. You want that state-of-the-art hybrid style? At its absolute most pulsating, Kenny Omega. You want a bit of sports entertainment flavor with some skits and all the rest of it? You've got Le Champion, Chris Jericho. You want some proper technique, right? It's going to take a while before we can get him, but we'll have Danielson, and we'll do that. And mm. um, We'll even get Thatcher in for you. You want... Brain-melting Lucha, you've got uh, Phoenix and Penta, mm -hmm. right? Stars of Tomorrow. Yeah. You want virtually every style at some point accounted for deathmatch, explosion matches, like grapple <laughs> You want high-flying. You want classic timeless North American territory style where stories are told in a more... Um, Karma, slow burn pace. You've got MGF, that was a style of, his style at the time. Mm -hmm. Cody Rhodes was the babyface equivalent of that. They wanted to 
do a catch-all buffet for every wrestling fan. It's That's why I wrote an article once called It Is Impossible to Hate AEW, or Why It's Impossible mm. to Hate AEW. Because if you like professional wrestling and you're not just WWE initials and that's it, mm-hmm. it's impossible to like AEW because they give you or strive to give you a bit of everything. Yeah. Where does ROH fit into that? It's just more of the same with a weaker brand value. And I just think Tony Garner had this impulse purchase, whether to appease CM Punk or because it was like uh, um, opportunistic. Mm-hmm. I could use that brand's value. The tape library could benefit the AEW potential streaming service yeah, for yeah. whatever reason he's bought it. And I'll. It's never offered other than the Briscoes because they weren't allowed on Warner. Right. It's never offered anything that AEW, through its original selling point, that AEW didn't. It's uh, not to be too offensive to the people that are there. Mum, can we have AEW? Now we've got AEW at home. Yeah. Except no one's asking for AEW at home because I was there. I was at uh, the MGM Grand for... Yeah, good point. Um, the AEW Dynamite and Rampage tapings when I was lucky enough to go to mm. Vegas for Double or Nothing weekend. And it was so bleak. The, like, I love Katsuyori Shibata. I wasn't expecting a 30-minute Katsuyori Shibata match. Um, at the proper vintage, headbutt, stiff, unbelievable drama, unbelievable realism. And they said, oh, Shibata's coming out. And there were, it was honestly... Heroes of Wrestling slash Five Star Wrestling tier, just the sheer juxtaposition, like the, sheer, the sheer dissonance of, oh, this is a massive, massive arena, ROH initials, about 400 people left. And then it went on and on and on. I watched Zack Sabre Jr. versus, I think, Rocky Romero. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is such a strange philosophical question. I'm watching some good wrestling, some excellent wrestling. How good can it be if no one cares? It was brutal. And then me and Hamlet were like, uh, I'm hungry. You feel guilty, don't you? You felt guilty. I was like, oh, God. stick around, stick around, stick around. I was like, I can't. And I was like, right, we need to get something to eat here. On the way out, we met a fan, lovely guy. Forget his name. I apologize. And he was charging his, this is an absolutely lamentable image. He was using um, a plug socket provided by the arena. Mm-hmm to charge his phone because he had been in the taping so long that his battery was about to die. Charging his phone, using his phone to communicate with his friends about, should we watch Ring of Honor or eat? (laughs) The taping started at half three. And it was like going into eight, half eight. They're like, we're starving. It's, it's not, the way it's all formatted, it's such a terrible entertainment experience if you are present in the building. Mm-hmm. No one cares about Ring of Honor. And if you watch it on television, that atmosphere, a complete lack thereof, filters through. Everything about Ring of Honor just feels broken, bleak, inessential, pointless, totally, totally inessential. That filters through to the Honor Club tapings and all the rest of it. Then, on the other, the other side of the debate is, who is this for? 
who's really watching yeah. this and it's people who would watch anything that Tony Khan would produce and yeah. people who are you know way more dialed in than I am at the minute admittedly but it's very few people it's very few people it's not as much of an imposition on programming as it once was in late 2022 when it was all over all over it but it still has the thing like our oh, Joe they feel the need to have Joe retire that title can you imagine anyone in AEW right saying oh fancy the world title so I'm going to just um, drop the international title yeah they would never, ever, ever, ever do that because Tony Khan views those titles so much more differently. If Tony Khan doesn't care, if now the characters don't care, and it's so much lesser than that, the belts have to be dropped apparently because they are getting in the way. Maybe that means ROH is getting in the way. Um, I, oh, I would just abandon it completely if I was Tony Khan. It's that weird wrestling promoter. We can never be wrong, and we must be in spin mode at all times. Yeah. And then I, I never get that. I never get that. I, obviously, you want to. Do you want to say everything's great? It's all great. <laughs> We're gonna have a great show. Uh, yes, you know, Double or Nothing wasn't great. A lot of people thought it was the weaker, one of the weaker pay per views we've done. That wasn't all out twenty twenty. Um, but we've got Wembley coming up. It's great. It's great. Spin, 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 spin. Um. And I hate that this attitude exists. Mm. Why can't you just gently get rid of it? What purpose does it serve? It imposes itself on everything. And I hate so much. Oh, it's Athena's show. And she deserves to tell that story with Billy Starks. And that's a good enough reason for ROH to exist. F face. I'm sorry. <laughs> Athena is so talented mm -hmm. and is doing such good work that it's almost criminal that more people don't get the chance to watch it. Yes, they have the chance to watch it, but it's a paywall. Oh, what am I going to do? Disney Plus, where I can watch some great films, I can watch classic Simpsons, I can entertain my children after we've been out, or on a club to watch Serpentico and Tony Nese wrestle in front of 400 near-silent spectators. What choice am I going to make in a cost-of-living crisis? Yeah. Athena should be the face of the AEW women's division. Yeah. If it's a meritocracy, I feel, like, bad for her. I, I don't know why she isn't on AEW television yet. It feels like she's been... Like, she's had bad injuries as well. Yeah. She's recovered from them, but, you know, there's no guarantee she's going to be this great forever, and it just feels like she's in this absolute, like, void. Yeah. Doing this stuff that has its audience, a minimal one, and it breaks through, and you see it shared on socials and everything. I watched that, and I kind of, I just feel like, good for her, because she deserves that, TBS, TNT, platform, yeah. pay-per-views. She deserves to be the epicenter of conversation in North American women's wrestling. So when people say, and you know, I don't necessarily think they're saying it to be horrible, but isn't the benefit of having that AEW brand and these houses that they should be able to draw, sometimes do, that you get to watch the most talented people in a meritocracy performing in front of the largest crowd possible to get yeah. the loudest, yeah. most big-time reactions. 
that Athena thing, it really winds me up. Like, have some imagination. Like, have some imagination about how things could get better. It's not necessarily being pedantic, I don't think. It's not necessarily... We'll get a collision shortly. But there's <laughs> only two matches, and I know the winners. And I don't think they're going to be, like... Not going to be troubling any match of the week, let alone match of the air charts. Like, it's not necessarily pedantic or overly negative or toxic or anything to say, use your imagination to think, how could this be better? And Athena could be, you know, having 15-minute matches on pay-per-view. She could be having dynamite main events. Billy Starks could be a breakthrough star Mm. on television. When the Hung Bucks won those titles, there's like a... You know when Hamlet, and I hate him because I'm jealous, because he coined just some wrestling happening in front of me. Right. That's ROH. It's impossible. It just It's so cold. It is so pointless. It never had a point to begin with in Tony Khan's hands. I don't even know why I'm getting so wound up about it. It's such a non-entity <laughs> of a thing. It's such a non-entity of a thing. But that thing that I was talking about with Hamlet and the wrestling happening in front of me, there's this process I'm trying to... It's like, I'm going to call it the glazing. Where your eyes just glaze over, and it doesn't matter how good the work is or how many bumps they're taking and how painful they are to absorb. My eyes just glaze over, and I just get this, boom, don't care. I don't care. The idea of the Hungbooks being ROH, World Trios, titles, glazing. I just, who, who could possibly care? They don't care. There's no confetti. There's no wild celebrations. They just won the titles. And they just won a prop. It's props. Mm. Props, props, props. Um, I just don't know why it exists. It should not exist. If you get rid of it, yes, there are people who can't get on AEW who won't be able to maybe get work. So there is that. There is the ethical concern. Yeah, I would yeah. never, ever campaign for anyone to lose their job. But at the same time, you can let you can pay them for the duration of the agreed-upon contract. And then if you've got no use for them, you've got no use for them. You have to be kind of brutal and make ruthless business, business decisions at times. And that's how it should work. Mm. That's absolutely how it should work. You cannot keep people employed forever. They're not over or if you don't deem them interesting or over or talented enough or whatever to be on your programming. Um, like, maybe the indies could do yeah, with resurgence a, new, for them. A, a new sort of replenished talent pool. Mm. Um, maybe Impact can continue their buzz. Um, so I do feel like there is an ethical slant to this argument, especially when it's a billionaire paying them. When it's mm. a billionaire paying them, yeah, I put. And the thing is, it's like ROH is kind of it just adds this feeling that North American pro wrestling is homogenized, mm. in like it's just friendships, it's two promotions, a finite amount of ideas. There's a willing seller for ROH for the genuine health of the industry, sell it, or just quietly abandon the brand. Maybe you can get some coin if enough time passes by. And AEW continues in the sports entertainment direction. Maybe it'll have some value as a nostalgic mm. IP. It has no value right now, none whatsoever. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Looking ahead to uh, this weekend's collision then, um, we've got... uh, Michael Sidgwick, a uh, babyface supergroup. You're joking. Not another one? Sting Darby Allen and Adam Copeland uh, taking on Jake Roberts' new army, as I've dubbed them, uh, Lance Archer and... (laughs) Vincent and Dutch, (laughs) the righteous. (laughs) We are a week... And a tiny bit away from full gear, a sense that this is only going one way. It is only going one way. And that would indicate to me that this new stable is a one-week deal to heat up the um, babyface squad. You're joking. Not another one? Ahead of the pay-per-view match. Mm. It's fine. I don't care about it. I will... I'm trying not to be so meh about it. The idea of Copeland, Darby, and Sting teaming together is oh, pretty yeah. cool in and of itself. Um, I do want to enjoy Sting while he's still here because who knows? Like we sit sat here this time next year and just thinking, oh, wasn't Sting an AEW just a ride? Yeah, and I'll miss it and I'll enjoy this. Um, Darby versus Archer didn't hit its peak. Maybe if there's more of a a maelstrom of activity surrounding their next in-ring interaction and the actual match by virtue of being a trios is a bit more exciting. They could explore that dynamic a bit more. Sting and Lance Archer could look terrifying. Um, Even if he just does the claw and smacks Sting's head carefully, but with a good bit of like presence in some theater, then it could look horrible, but be like really perfectly Safe. Yes. 
that could be good. Um, again, the problem is that heat. The fact that these collision buildings are enormous and the gates are not. Um, and the idea that the righteous have no heat. They were inexplicably put against MJF, one of the weirdest uses of a world champion that I can recall. They were beaten in a handicap match with a comedic tone. And then you have this one-week project, the team with Lance Archer. Like, no one's in that building going to go, oh, my God. You know, the atmosphere has changed in this building because some supernatural guys are here. Not, not a th Nothing like that. I think this match, uh, the ceiling's fun. The result's predictable. I don't necessarily care who wins or loses. Do, the whole point of a babyface supergroup as well is like, it's not like a new stable who you want to get over as a force to be reckoned with in your storylines. Um, the whole point of a babyface supergroup or even a heel supergroup, is that they are a supergroup because every member is established and over and class or legendary or beloved or whatever. You don't need a, I oh, we need to build these up. They've been built up. That's why they're in a supergroup. So this match feels unnecessary to me. I can't imagine the rating being good. I think it'll be fun. I am going, I promise, to try and just enjoy it. It's yeah. staying. It's, you know, not if I'm not watching live, it's spoiler-free. I'll get into it. I'll get the entrance. That's the sting magic. It's the sort of thing. When when he does the entrance and gets a reaction and does something cool, like Sting can lock me into the moment. But yeah, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said this was a match I could possibly anticipate. I don't care who wins. I know who's going to win, and it doesn't need to happen. As I've said, a babyface supergroup, by definition, does not need to be built up with a predictable routine win because they are themselves already established. That's why they're in a supergroup. Yes. Uh, obviously, this is a, a sort of rampage collision taping, isn't it? It all goes down tonight uh, as we're recording. Does it? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, let me double check because I've got a, a, a nice email from someone. Uh, yes, it is from Derek the Brazilianaire Verissimo. Thank you, Derek. What a name. Uh, who says... Uh, I'll be in attendance at this Friday's live rampage slash taping of Collision for Saturday from the Oakland Arena. Uh, good luck making that one dirty. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> What's it called? The Oakland Arena. Uh, just on the east side of the Bay Bridge from San Francisco, the site of Revolution 2023. Uh, if you want any reports, pictures, spoiler-filled or otherwise, I'm happy to report in response to this email. Uh, this is a rare occasion, yeah, for Rampage to be live in collision taped on uh, non-pay-per-view weekends. I'm curious to see if this becomes more of a regular occasion. I'm not going to read any more from that because Derek has also sent us a wonderful five-star review review that's oh. going to be going in the bank for a future reference. He's even given us like a selection. Oakland Arena. Mm. Um, Pokeland Arena, more like. He's just done a thing with his finger. <laughs> uh, also... To all the what culture lads and especially the Daddy Boys, if the Daddy Boys live tour ever comes stateside, let's make it happen, uh, namely California or Vegas for a double or nothing. Mm. Wait a second. Mm. Oh my god! This fan would love to buy the lads a pint or twelve if they want if they're two dollar beers. Thanks, Derek. Thank you, Derek, very much. Um, in terms of a stateside what culture presence, mm. who knows? 
But yeah, it's weird that, isn't it, that they're taping Collision whilst they do a live Rampage. Also uh, exciting. Yeah. Because I did not know this. <laughs> I just thought they'd, as standard, done Dynamite and then Rampage. Yeah. And I saw the FTR versus El Hijo del Vikingo and is it Commander? Yeah, I believe so. I'll double check, but I'm, I think you're you're right on that one. So it's El Hijo del Vikingo and Commander versus FTR. I thought that because in my head Rampage had been taped after Dynamite, that the match has been and gone and it was fine and not like that old. Old school ROA, uh, AEW still breaks my heart to say oh, that. Yeah. That old school AEW vibe of, oh my God, you're going to see the face of God on Rampage, like Danielson Kingston. The last was like, oh, Fletcher Takeshita is really worth going out of your way to see. It was good. It was really good, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, so I thought, oh, this match has been and gone, and it must have been quite good or good, but nothing earth shattering. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, just maybe then. The fact that it hasn't happened yet, it could be absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, it could be an absolute rip of that. Really, so that's good. Really so what was Derek saying? He's just going to send us some reports. Oh, thank you. I'd like to know what's over, what's not. Yeah, that'd be intriguing as well. There's what, four or 5,000 people in attendance, I think, for that. Big old arena again, because I've seen the graphic, and it's like the top decks just that. Yeah. Don't even bother. Um, but also with FTR, I presume they might be doing somewhat double duty. The House of Black have been targeting them in recent weeks. That's what we saw at the end of last week with, obviously, the Ooh, VCs. Who haven't they been targeting? More of the same, do you think, on Collision? Or <laughs> even that they do something at the end of the Rampage thing that's that they report on Collision, perhaps? I don't yeah, know. I maybe. I mean, oh, wait, do, you, <laughs> do you care? I don't care. Uh, Why are they targeting FTR? It feels like a diversion. It feels like a way to occupy FTR ahead of them getting back into the tag team title hunt. Yeah. That is fine. They can't be in it all of the time. But an indiscriminate lights out, we're going to attack you. Like, again, when I do these podcasts and I criticize AEW, the last thing I want to do, the absolute last thing I want to do is appear to be a Geary Bischoff... Uh, Pritchard Road Dog and say, there's a story. Yeah. But what have I got to latch on to with it? What's the motive? Why do they want them? Are we going to see a reunion of the Kings of the Black Throne? And they can say something as basic and simple as, my Dax, if you say the word legacy one more time, if you said the word, if I had a dime for every time you said the word legacy, right, I could cure world hunger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do they say, right, I'm sick of this. Kings of the Black Throne. We should be the ones to have the legacy. And we're going to fight you, FTR, because realistically, it's been a long time since we've held gold. We miss it. We are athletes, I think. This is a sport, I think. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. You said you were next in line. You said you weren't next in line. You're going to fight your way back. Well, we're the ones you need to fight because we're in the way and we've got aspirations for the titles. The most basic story possible. Tell me that's the story. Yeah. yeah what was it last week? FTR, you're obsessed with championships, but your legacy's worth more. We're going to have to beat it into you. Who said that? Uh, the House of Black. And then they appeared and then obviously... You're obsessed with championships. Say that again. 
Uh, FDR are obsessed with championships, but their legacy's worth more. If FDR don't believe them, they'll have to beat it into them. Lights come up and they're in the ring. Laid him out, and obviously BCC made the save. Don't championships make a legacy? <laughs> I don't know. There should be. I've said this before. There needs to be a big a, a razor board <laughs> put in that office and saying, don't do this, 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 don't do this. Do this, do this, do this, do this. Rules, 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 rules. One of those rules. It's not the most important. Um, stop talking about legacy with FTR. It, they, I think they might have reached parity levels. I remember the discourse about, ooh, maybe this time last year when they were doing that Martin Lee for the Fed gimmick. And everyone was like, ah, I, that can be annoying on Twitter, but it's making no difference in the arenas and Twitter's a bubble. I think maybe it's all filtered through because FTR are not as hot as they were. Mm. Not at all. They were so hot and they are not <laughs> anymore. So maybe. I don't think there's a. I don't think the heel turns the right move yet. Um, but everything they do is about legacy. And we're gonna Could they be corrupted by some mist? Jesus Christ, that, it'd be funny. So yes, yeah. um, I would only advocate for the corruption if it would be funny. Um, they talk about legacy. We're gonna have a great match with you. We need th- we need this great thirty minute match. We might even use your finisher. Oh, we might use my finisher. <laughs> To establish our legacy, legacy, legacy. Maybe it's time for FTR to hate a team and not use the matches with the team they feud against to build my legacy. Maybe they need to stop banging on about legacy. Yeah. And start having a program in which, like, unspeakable things happen to them or are done to them or are said about them, right? On a personal level, Mm. they are injured something where they can hate the team with whom they are feuding and not necessarily say, I need a great match with you to build my legacy because it's reached parity levels. I don't want to hear championships. I don't want to hear legacy. I want some, in general, in pro wrestling, I want more hatred. And FTR, I want several acts who could do with rediscovering. I want Kane in 2012 is like saying, embrace the hate. If he's got... If that wrestler under that creative regime has got the key message that the professional wrestling industry in North America needs to hear, and he's nailed it, <laughs> we might need to change. Um, obviously, FTR trying to get some respect from uh, LFI recently. They're in action as well. Uh, La Faction Gobernable, Roosh and Drillistico taking on the workhorsemen. Bit of a favorite of ours. J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. This could be really entertaining, this. I mean, it's obvious who wins, but... What's it? Rusha and School versus the Workhorse. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. This is the one that it's going to make me think, you know what? If I'm not doing this job, I might give that a watch. That's where I'm at with AEW yeah, right now, yeah. by the way. Um, Dynamite, I think I'll watch it every week. Yeah. Collision already feels like it's the B show with some... Like FTR are basically exclusive to it, um, but it does feel, you know, lesser than already. Um, this is the one I think, now yeah, I'll watch this match. I won't watch it two hours, because it's going to be like four inactions <laughs> added to this after we uh, press stop. Um, Roosh and... I'm not, nothing to, I'm not trying to drag Drillistico. I think it's good, but Roosh is the star of this act. Roosh had something to prove in that collision main event. He was Ooh, the undisputed yeah. highlight of it. Um, and the idea of Roosh against these two lads is like, oh, yeah. Because it's such different dynamics. That's why the Workhorsemen are such a great team, incidentally. Well, one of the reasons why they are. The idea of 
like, you know that wonderful spot that J.D. Drake does when he just lifts them up, and then the second he puts their, lifts them up, ours first on the apron, and then smashes them. Yeah. And the idea of him trying to do that to Roosh, and Roosh just go, nope, bang, you, and then having a brawl, uh, just do this, and then do Roosh versus J.D. Drake. Yeah. That'd be great. And Henry's no slouch. Henry's like, you know, it's a kind of a familiar style if you've been buying ROH tapes in the mid-2000s, as I have. Um, but he's so good at it. So ferocious, so crisp. Um, I This should be excellent if it reaches its ceiling and there's enough people in the audience making sufficient noise. Uh, I've got some crap two-sentence horrors for you. Thank you. But before you get that... Bit of uh, context for people? Yeah. Basically, we- these previews don't give you much to preview. So we decided... across two-sentence horror that we've discovered is our new... Crap two-sentence horror, we should say. It's our new favourite thing. Uh, I think still think my favourite is... Uh, I think it's something along the lines of, I used to love hallways until I met the hallway man. Why <laughs> <laughs> would you like hallways? I don't you know. know what I mean? Like Top three favourite things. Coffee, yes. Sport, yes. Wrestling, you know, not as much as last year. <laughs> but I love hallway me. Yeah. You know what, actually... I love an industrial estate. Ooh. Love me an industrial estate. This reminds me of like an, when Sundays get bleak at about six, well, before I got this job, and now they're goated, heartbeats goated. When you had that lazy, endless Sunday and your parents needed to just get something or to get us out the house. And I don't just associate industrial estates with freedom <laughs> and doing nothing yeah. and i probably i'm such a spoiled little bastard i probably got a treat to shut up yeah definitely the presents <laughs> maybe a mackey d's afterwards oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. um but before you get that so uh, maybe hallways are going before you get that tonight is the oh sorry tomorrow night tonight when they're filming but tomorrow night is the night that uh, we finally get the answer from andrade regarding C.J. Perry's offer. They've been teasing this out for weeks, and he's been saying, oh, it's my business, not your business. But I'm finally going to reveal face-to-face uh, my answer. I'm intrigued to see what Miro thinks about all this. But, yeah, could C.J. Perry manage Andrade? I've got a prediction for all this, right? This is a bit... Imagine saying this about a show that debuted. When did Collision debut? May? June? Something like that, yeah. This has got an old-school Collision vibe to it. How is that not an... Ox- uh, Oxymoron, by uh, the way. And yet, it's somehow, um, it isn't. Uh, aye. So the original vision for Collision was CM Punk and a cast of, you know, the people who, you know, FTR. <laughs> so it's CM Punk, FTR, and the assorted wrestlers who don't seem to enjoy doing v- jobs very much slash the people who can't play with others. So that fits, respectively, mm. Miro and Andrade. Andrade didn't play well with others. And I think it was full gear 2022, around about that time, Miro was offered some creative and just went, nah, doesn't work for me, brother. I've got a prediction. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I think in order to go, right, okay. Should probably use Miro. Uh, I've got these guys under contract. They're not doing a great deal. Neither of them are... Happy to accept pr- what is probably their lot as upper mid-card talents. It, 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 
I don't blame them for both thinking, oh, you know, I could, I could headline WrestleMania. I should be the star of the show. Yeah. I mean, that's the drive that you need, I guess. Um, I wouldn't put either of them there. Neither evidently with Tony Khan, but he has to do something with them. One of them, uh, maybe I don't like doing jobs or certainly not at that level. And I know I'll punch one in the face if they uh, whine about me hitting them hard. All right, okay, you can't really do that in the workplace. <laughs> this will go 50-50. This program, yeah, and neither will do anything particularly significant uh, subsequently. I like the idea of like my just put these two problem lads in a fifty-fifty program. Something off my back for two months. I realize now back to my four shoot jobs. <laughs> I realize all four people that could be involved in this storyline. One of them wouldn't obviously because she's over in the Fed, but. They're all in committed relationships. But in storyline, if Mira's like, look at my hot, flexible wife, etc. I'm, you know, very protective, too protective over her, some might argue. And uh, don't you come near her, Ryan Nemeth. Don't you come near her, Action Andre. Oh, no, why have I done that? Because now Andrade's here and f***ing look at <laughs> It's just, I'm, it could have some absolute rippers, these two. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know whether this is going to be the catalyst, like you say, for them. Shooting up the card. No, it isn't. <laughs> well, should we get to the uh, crap? Yeah. yeah. Horror? Okay. Some good, <laughs> good ones. As always. If, I mean, if you guess it, I don't know if that's good or not, to be perfectly honest. Mm. I mean, if you got just so I, you know, I, I've I mean, got, I've got. You know, I told you about my coffee beans principle. I need to know how many I've got left or how few I have left. Let's let's keep it simple. Let's give you three, and then if I can find more yes. whilst yeah, we're going. As long as I know. As long as I know. I'm asking for 15. I would just, I, I, I like to know everything. Some of these just aren't even. I didn't know where the muffled screams were coming from. Wait there, let's think about this. <laughs> Did not know where the muffled screams were coming from until the monster lifted the duvet off me. Oh, good. You, you're half right got the lifted part i didn't know where the muffled screams were coming from until i lifted the bun of my burger and saw the patty was actually meat men <laughs> shut up man that's absolutely that's like <laughs> that's the worst thing i've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life <laughs> right <laughs> okay next one uh some good ones here with uh good the are, you sure, are, you, are you sure i sat it's quite a long first sentence but it's okay I sat alone in the darkness, waiting for someone to come and fix the elevator when I heard the guard's voice over the intercom. Sorry, I know I was long to do it again. Just drifted off. I sat alone in the darkness, waiting for someone to come and fix the elevator when I heard the guard's voice over the intercom. Might be quite good, actually, this one. I, I quivered with terror when I heard them say, there's nobody in there. Oh, I thought you were going to get it. You were so close. I sat alone in the darkness waiting for the someone to come and fix the elevator when I heard the guard's voice over the intercom. Don't worry, they said. Someone will be, someone will be there soon to get you both out. Oh. Oh. I quite like that one. Um, standing next to Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's the one that I liked with the reply? Hang on. <laughs> this is more about the reply from someone because I think it's from Reddit. It's such a shh. Oh, don't, 
a rubbish twist. Oh, there's someone next year, but you can't. I love this bollocks. Uh, Grandma fell asleep for the last time in the hospital bed. But sadly for me, she woke up somewhere else. Oh, I tell you what, I'm gonna give you. Bingo! That one. <laughs> Grandma fell asleep for the last time in the hospital bed. Something else woke up. <laughs> <laughs> and someone, someone who's clearly heavily invested in this writes, "What was it?" And the person who wrote it writes, "Grandma 2.0." <laughs> Oh, is that like a horny grandma with a bicep twice the size because she'd been furiously uh, masturbating <laughs> a, la, a la Bruce Jensen. That's right. That's just when 2.0 comes into my head. That's what happens. A cum stain show that was. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll do more of this again next week. Yeah, we will. Let us know your thoughts. You, liar, said you were going to write one of your songs. Oh, bollocks. I completely forgot. I'll rem- next week. Next week. Let's, you weren't happy with the first draft. In fact, you were, but you think you could do an even better one. Yeah, I actually, I actually, I wrote it, and I scared myself so much I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Collision on X uh, at What Culture WWE. Watch there, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, Smack Arrow. Preview is available right now. WrestleCulture is coming your way later on today. And me and Sidgwick will be back on Monday to review AEW Collision. But for now, this has been the Collision Preview. My thanks to Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.